Welcome to Mind Movement. there and <laughs> he's headed in the right direction um <laughs> today is friday again it's shocking hard to believe end of week 12 of our stay at home in at least in the new york and surrounding area and on fridays we've been talking about immune health and this whole mind and body system and joining me today for that conversation we have uh, some of my favorite health and wellness folks in the whole wide world, <laughs> nutrition and health coach, Morton Jensen, registered dietitian, Ms. Sydney Green, and our biohacker, Adam Pellegrini. Welcome, guys. What I wanted to talk about today is, you know, there's a tremendous amount of uh, intensity in the world around us. So we're on, I think this will be day 10 of the protests. Um, over the George Floyd uh, death, uh, wrongful death. And then of course, week 12 of our COVID stay at home, lots of states trending upward, uh, especially our Southern states trending upward in terms of uh, new cases of COVID. So it's a really intensely um, just uncertain charged time. And all of this has an impact on all of us in all kinds of ways. So I'm talking to my clients this week and I'm noticing pretty much across the board, more angst, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of fighting against that current of anxiety, low frustration tolerance, uncertainty. You know, they're not really sure how they should be reacting to all of this. And my thought is as health and wellness professionals, you know, what are you advising your clients? What are you seeing? And how would you advise somebody to try to get through this time and, uh, you know, and still really stay balanced and healthy and well, because we do have so much, you know, charged energy around us. There is so much intensity. It's a time where I have friends telling me they don't want to get out of bed. And these are not people that generally have mental health challenges. So people that are just feeling overwhelmed with emotion and fear and not knowing really what to do with it. So what do we tell uh, those in our lives that we care about, our clients, about how to handle their lives during this time? So I'm going to turn that question over to you you guys. And Sydney, you're kind of top right corner here for me. So why don't you... Uh, lead us off. Yeah, sure. Um, such a good question. And yeah, there's so much charge right now. And I think even for me professionally, just like being a health and wellness person, really starting to understand all facets of health and wellness and how it um, how it can be inclusive to all. And I think what that really starts with, at least a session I just had with one of my clients is like, 
you have to take care of yourself in order to like be part of the solution. If you are beating what I'm seeing, at least with food is like a lot of people's momentum is kind of right now in this week gone out the window and maybe um, previous uh, struggles are coming back and there's a lot of negative self-talk and it's like, well, I don't really deserve to feel well right now with everything else that's going on. And um, who am I to like, you know, be one, my one client was so honest. She was like, Oh, I'm talking to my nutritionist. Like, Oh, I get to talk to a nutritionist and like my problems aren't that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. Yet she feels horrible about herself right now and really wants to help. And we all know that you can't help anybody if you're not helping yourself first. And that's not like really I, what I tell people is like believing that you deserve to feel well so that you can then be part of the solution. And so whatever that means, whether that's like, okay, you need to go back to your food plan or you need to change the way that you're thinking. She was like, I don't want to do a workout. It feels heavy. My body feels heavy. And so we started thinking about like, how can you move that just feels a little fun and brings a smile on your face? Because then when you take care of yourself, you can then show up for others. But if you're just like spiraling out, then even if you want to show up for others, you're going to be resentful. Mm -hmm. It's not even going to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think putting your own oxygen mask on first and not feeling bad about it. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Adam, did you want to comment? Um, yeah, sure. I'm, in the beginning, obviously, when we were quarantined with the, the virus, <clears throat> I think it was like an easier platform to get across health, immunity, you know, working out, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, nutrition, that whole ladder, because everybody then was interested in taking care of themselves directly. And now we've just reached a whole new level of intensity and, and, and outrage. And I think it really... It's, I think geographically is, is where it's going to affect people differently. You know, so, I mean, people in the cities that are actually seeing this firsthand, even out their windows, they don't even have to turn on the news. They're seeing, you know, all this stuff going on. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky thing to kind of remove yourself from that, even if it is for just a little while. And so, you know, my heart goes out to those people that are, in fact, like, you know, <clears throat> directly involved with that and scared. Um, you know, for me... It's, I can control that because it's not happening directly in my neighborhood or anywhere around my, my living area. But if I turn on the news, well, then yeah, I get directly affected by that. So I think that that's something to take into consideration, the levels of intensity that people are experiencing just based on where they are. Um, and yeah, with, with that said, I, I mean, even for me, when this all started with George Floyd and the protesting and, and the looting and all that, I mean, my mind... I'm sure like many others kind of just went blank. It's like you had to start all over again with like your anxiety and the way you're thinking about things. And I mean, that in, in itself is such a massive disruption for the, for the body to be, you know, <clears throat> going through COVID for whatever it is, three months. And then all of a sudden the gears just shift and now we're in high gear <clears throat> with a completely new um, yeah, platform. So, mm-hmm. The only thing I could say is that, I mean, it's a question of, you know, you, you, you also want to feel like you want to get involved. 
You know, how much involvement do you want to be a part of this? Because you see all these people that are just completely like compelled to make a change and make a difference. And then are you asking yourself like, where do I want to stand in this matter? You know, we're being fed all this like um, propaganda where it's like, well, you know, you can't pick and choose when you want to be part of a solution. You know, you just have to dive right in. So I think, I think that's also a big question for, me, for people maybe that them now questioning where they stand in all of this. But in terms of like, yeah, I agree with Sydney. That's a great point. Yeah, put your oxygen mask on first. And if you can, in fact, whether or not you want to get involved in these protests, you got to take the time to turn that off and still stick to the schedule that you have for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Morton, I know you're, you're in an interesting situation. I'm about to join you. And if tomorrow, um, but you are really right in the middle of a lot of the actual action in New York City in lower Manhattan, where some of these protests have been happening and people are gathering in the thousands. Um, so, you know, I think you are probably in it. And I know you were talking about this yesterday, really feeling it directly. So I'm interested to hear your uh, perspective on this as well. Um, yeah, there's no doubt that this is, uh, this is, um, you know, this is such a big, we're all being tested in so many ways in the last few months. And like we're saying, we're starting out with COVID and that's stressful enough. Living in New York is stressful enough and then COVID and on top of it, then we have all this, these protests and the wrongful killing of George Floyd, which is just, brings up stuff that has been you know on people's minds for many many years and it's just every time I look out the window I'm seeing um, you know something happening it's either really quiet for a while and then suddenly you have this massive group walking past and you know it's you're sitting up here watching it I'm not knowing whether you should join in or um, it's just it's so difficult to choose and then I, so I'm right I'm really close to um, Stonewall it's like mm -hmm. a two-minute walk for me and you know that it just there's been a few protests over there um, demonstrations all peaceful by the way and most of this is peaceful but that's part of the problem with the news right because you're not seeing any other peaceful protests in the news and that's causing more stress for a lot of people so in, in a way i feel a bit lucky that i'm right in the middle of it because i see that a lot of the good mm -hmm. coming from the demonstrations and 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 i you know i feel the emotions um of people involved in the demonstrations and obviously i I kind of relate a little bit to, to how people are feeling and living in fear with, you know, being a minority and, and being affected by all this. Um, but again, not always in the same way. And it's just, I've been, this whole week has been um, an emotional roller coaster for me. And it's, um, I've had to turn off the news because like blackout, because it was affecting me so much in, in the beginning of the week. Um, and I noticed that that actually helped. Um, but then you have this, uh, you have this guilt, you feel guilt and you feel shame because I, sh I feel like I should be watching the news. I feel like I should be part of this. 
um, because we are—it's something that affects everyone, and we and we need—we all need to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, what Sydney was saying, it all comes back to you've got to take care of yourself first, because if if you don't, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't help everyone else, and you can't be part of the solution. And I I felt that. Um, so turning off the news and taking care of myself first was was something um, I started doing on. Uh, Wednesday evening um, and I felt a shift on Thursday and that's good because then you can take I noticed that I you know you can take I I'm using the anger and frustration and the sadness and every all the emotions that I'm feeling but I'm using it for um, to get creative and to take care of myself and and make sure that I'm still doing you know the things that I do every day that make me feel better and that give me momentum to actually do something about what's going on and, and, and everything. So that's, um, that's kind of, it's kind of where I am right now, but it, it was funny when you mentioned this morning, um, or mentioned when, what we were talking about, I instantly felt emotional again. And it's like, wow, this is just, just one thing and then you're back into it and it's just it, it, it's really it's really hard and I, I'm just I feel like I'm coming from a quite a privileged position so I, I can only imagine what other people feel like um, mm-hmm. who's you know right in the center of and, and feel hurt and affected by this mm-hmm. well I think one of the things about being a, a health and wellness you know, professional, certainly as a mental health professional, we are, we're sensitives. We are sensitive. And so there is a tremendous amount of empathy and compassion that we feel for other people. And when I was much younger, so much so that it was destroying me so much so that when something like this was going on in the world, it would be paralyzing. I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. It would feel hopeless. And so, and that is happening for people because we do, you know, there is um, for white people, there is, you know, or people of privilege, there is this sense of shame and guilt. And then a lot of my clients are all, some are very young and they're feeling tremendous, you know, uh, feeling compelled to want to hit the streets and to want to protest and then saying, well, but I'm, I'm terrified of large crowds. And this is my, my whole anxiety is social anxiety. And I'm scared to death to go out there. Should, should I be out there anyway? And so this point about how do I take care of myself and balance what I feel like my um, responsibility is to participate in this and, and to fight for justice. I think all of this really comes down to making good choices, making the right responsible choices for ourselves. And I know as a parent, I too, I want to jump out there and hit the streets, but then I have to think about COVID. You know, my sister's pregnant. My mom is not in great health. My daughters, you know, obviously don't want to jeopardize her health. So if I'm out in, in crowds of people in New York City, then I'm, you know, wanting to fight for justice, but maybe I'm putting my health at risk and then putting the health of many other people who I care about at risk. So there's all of this stuff that it just keeps kind of like going round and round. And as you said more, and then there's this heaviness in the air. That's just, you know, this deep sadness. I was watching George Floyd's eulogy yesterday and it's just this level of, of intensity 
Then we have the larger political landscape, which is also equally by itself as charged and as emotional. And so there's just all of this, all of these kind of heavy feelings. And like you said, it's kicking stuff up that has been there for a long time that none of us really even probably have a, a, even a baseline understanding of really. Um, and so as Sydney said, we have to take care of ourselves. I think there's no doubt about that. But the place that I think we often completely overlook in self-care, that is the most important place of all, is how we talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, you know, like, what are we eating? What are we putting in our bodies? Are we moving enough? What is our level of participation in social justice right now? But what we're not talking about enough is what's the nature of my inner dialogue? Because at the end of the day, that is what we're really responding to above all else. It, it appears like we're responding to the social unrest. It appears like we're responding to whatever the circumstances are, right? Fear of COVID, fear of job insecurity. But in actuality, it's, it's, it's just the, the thoughts in our head that are stirring this all up. So, you know, what do we do or what do you advise people? Sydney, you started kind of talking about this, right? When right away you mentioned to your client, uh, you know, to be easier on themselves, to, to, you know, not be so hard. And that's really tough, especially if you've never done any work on thought awareness. And so how do we support people in beginning to really become aware of how they might be um, making decisions consciously or subconsciously that are negatively perpetuating how they're feeling and then making it harder to take actions that feel good and are making it harder for them to get out of the situation that they're in are those negative emotions. I don't know who wants to start with that. Maybe Sydney? Yeah, I can start. Um... So yeah, it's hard to become aware of your thought. It's hard to do any of this if you're not even like aware of what you're thinking. Um, and that all starts with mindfulness and meditation, slowing down. Um, and I think that's the key, right? Especially this week. And I know for myself, like the sense of urgency is like through the roof. But whenever there's a sense of urgency, it's usually an indicator of like working out of fear and how do you even know that that's a thing I mean it takes like slowing down checking like why do I want to make this decision like why do I have the urge to I'll just use someone else as an example like why do I have the urge all of the sudden out of nowhere to like step on the scale amidst all this unrest it's because like oh, that's like an old thing that I used to control and everything else feels totally out of my control. But you got to get curious of like why amidst everything suddenly after like months and months, I want to get on the scale if that was something that like you were working on avoiding or not avoiding, but like working on your relationship with that. Um, and so the way I see in my own pra in my practice with my clients that are especially dealing with body image stuff or disordered eating, that's all like coming out right now. That that's like an old thing. And so if there's an urgent desire to like 
oh my God, like I want to check my stomach or check the scale or do this thing. Like, okay, that's an indication that maybe there's something else going on inside. And then, okay, how can I slow down? How, what else do I need? Um, and so getting back to the original question, like how do we start doing that? Yeah, like sitting still, developing some sort of like time in the morning. We've talked about it before. You don't have to call it meditation, but just like something, especially for me, I know right now I cannot go on Instagram like until I've at least done a lot of work because that just like I can feel it bubbling up for me. It like bubbles up from my stomach into my chest and then all of a sudden I'm urgently buying the books on Amazon, which might be a great thing. Like I've ordered five books about like anti-racism and white supremacy, which is an incredible, like, that's great. I did that. But what was my motivation? As you're saying, Mm -hmm. I don't know that it was like, I'm going to pause and really read. I think it was like, what are people going to think about me and shame and guilt and right. And so maybe if I slowed down and, and notice that I can see it now. But, um, so I think it starts with like slowing down, noticing the texture of your thoughts. If that answers the question at all. Oh yeah. I think if you're not slowing down, you're never going to see them. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Adam. I, uh, this oh, is, go ahead. Uh, uh, um, I mean, this is also environmentally charged, externally charged and, uh, you know, we're emotionally drained. And I mean, even for the protesters themselves, we're talking about just becoming so overly drained and low in energy. Like by the end of the day, they must be completely trashed, exhausted mm-hmm. into the team. And you know, I mean, for us inside, and we're, we're watching this, say through the TV, we, I think we have to understand that we have control over what we're gonna take in. And you know, more than ever, we need to create these blackout periods for ourselves in order to quiet down the mind. Because I mean, I, I think it's more external than internal because we're allowing all this, this energy to come into us. And then that just controls the way we're thinking, the way we're feeling. And then it's very easy to say, yeah, <laughs> within no matter of time, you feel lethargic, you feel drained. You don't want to do anything. You don't even want to take the time to maybe close your eyes for five minutes and, and clear your head. How can you when all these racing thoughts now that have been influenced from, you know, this external environment, um, how are you going to control that? So, yeah, I mean, my advice would be you really start to black that out as much as you can throughout the day to quiet down the mind and, and, and recenter. Um, that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maureen? Yeah. So I've seen a lot of, um, with clients, I've seen a lot of um, people picking up speed. Um, they don't want to slow down because they know if they slow down too much, they're going to get overwhelmed and they're going to start thinking too much about what's going on. Um, and that's, you know, they keep adding things to do throughout the day. Um, work, working more, working harder, just, you know, just constantly adding stuff and it's um so what we've talked about is um instead of maybe right this minute maybe instead of um 
you know, sitting down, I, I see it in myself even, sitting down meditating, it doesn't really work for me right now. So I'm working a lot on breathing exercises, uh, which have been incredibly helpful this week. Um, and so I know for certain clients that has really been helpful too. Um, so that's, you know, it's one way to calm the system and it's, it's incredibly effective if you, if you, at least if you've practiced it and even, even if you haven't, you know, if you're starting a new breathing practice, it, it's actually, it can be very, very helpful. Um, but also if people really don't want to slow down, I, we've talked about, um, finding, uh, finding a space where they, um, you know, where you can, where you can, where you can think clearly. So if, if, if this is for creative people, then, you know, if, if, if you've got a painter, go paint something. Cause this is when you're in your, in your state of flow. Um, and you lose the world around you and you're able to think clearly for me, it's, for me, it's running the other day. I had to, I had to go out running. I was, I was on a rest day, but I was so, caught up in my thoughts and I had to go out and running and, and, and it, it just helps. So finding that space where you're in flow and shutting out the rest of the world is also a really good way to, um, you know, calm the system down and it, it really, it, it kind of works. So breathing and, and finding the flow for me is, and a lot of clients is, is helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of things that all of you, a couple of points that everybody's made that I just want to hone in on. So First and foremost, the nature of the, the mind is really interesting, right? So what actually determines the direction of our thoughts is how we feel. So if you're someone right now who's doing a lot of, you know, thinking about guilt, feeling guilty, feeling uh, ashamed, beating yourself up, you know, as uh, Sydney pointed out, maybe engaging in compulsive behavior and then going, why am I doing this? I know better. Like, what am I doing and why, why, why? Which of course is that question that we love to ask, which never gets us anywhere. Um, and so really it's because when we're feeling a lot of unrest, uh, anxious, sad, you know, hopelessness, despair, heavy, heavy emotions, thoughts are going to move in that direction. And what will happen if we're not careful here and we don't really consciously learn how to pull the plug a little bit, do what Adam said, go on a blackout period, whether it's literally a blackout from social media and the news or, you know, a metaphorical blackout, um, just a, a pulling away, allowing yourself to have some time where you're watching silly YouTube memes or where you are, um, you know, just doing something, painting, cooking, doing something that feels good for you and not while you're doing it, going crazy in your thinking, because what's happening becomes, uh, it sort of develops momentum and then it's very hard to get out. So if I'm feeling sad and I start thinking, this is a shit world, it's all hopeless, you know, when this is never going to end, um, you know, the election is going to go badly. I mean, whatever. I have friends that are spiraling right now in that way. <laughs> And then, of course, I don't want to get out of bed. But not getting out of bed is then going to foster, I can't believe I'm just blowing off all my responsibilities to lay in bed. You know, I'm a bad person. I'm a horrible parent. I mean, so this is the kind of stuff that's going to, it's a guarantee because that's what happens because the thoughts are mood dependent. This is the, 
the direction it goes in. And at some point, you've got to pull the plug on all of this and get to that neutral place emotionally so that you can start to, your mind can start to move in a different direction. And so whether, as uh, Morin pointed out, breathing exercises, a lot of people don't want to slow down right now because of that anxiety. It's an accelerant. And so there is so much anxiety that people really don't want to slow down. Um, yeah, you're right. So breath exercises or movement, like you said, going for a run, but even like cooking or, you know, sitting down and doing a puzzle. I mean, you know, it really doesn't matter what you're throwing yourself into, but really just trying to get to a neutral mood state because then you'll start to feel like you have control again over the direction of your thinking. And that really is the critical variable. But as Adam's kind of pointing out, you have to balance this feeling of what's my social responsibility. I should be plugged into the news. I should be tracking Twitter. I should be on social media constantly. I should be posting. Um, or the pressure that we feel to participate with, right, taking care of ourselves. And for me, at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that I am a mother, right, and I am a mental health provider. So I have to take care of the people that I already have made that commitment to, which means that I have to take care of myself. So there's just certain things that I, I don't have choices around really, as far as I'm concerned, like I can't just jump into the protest as much as I would absolutely love to. Um, so I think it really does come down to like really being intentional, like really sitting down and going like, what is good for me so that I can get through this and be a participant in some useful way. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to throw myself into a protest. Adam, you pointed this out. In fact, people were dehydrating yesterday. People were uh, burning themselves out. I mean, really in bad shape, be getting sick from, you know, walking in the heat, especially down south. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how can I take care of myself through all of this so that I can participate in some way that feels right for me? even if it's not, you know, marching for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. And I wonder, and that's my question to you guys as well, is what, what can we do? So, you know, if I'm not able to protest, what are the kinds of things that I might be able to do? Um, we call it, you know, the, the two things here, right? One is awareness. So we have to be aware, take our temperature, stop and go, all right, what's the truth about what's really going on with me right now? One. And then the second is getting into alignment. And that really means aligning my behavior with my values and really taking a look at that. And this is a time where that's going to get really charged because we're all being forced to look at our values because of what's going on uh, socially and politically around us. So what can we do to sort of be in alignment right now? Um, not just maybe when it comes to this specifically, this topic of George Floyd and the political protesting, um, but in general, because I think they're both need to happen, right? Like being in alignment to me is probably the, the way out. And by alignment, I mean aligning our behavior with what, with what we believe, with our values. And so how do we start to move in that direction if it's something we've never really tackled before. And I'll turn that over to whoever wants to take that. 
can we see? I think it starts with taking a good hard look at, like you said, in the mirror at yourself, um, looking inwards, um, which is incredibly difficult, especially if you haven't done it before. But I think with everything going on, I think it's a good catalyst for doing that because there are so many emotions and you, you just, you have to become real with, you know, is this, um, can I, can I keep letting stuff like this happen? Um, am I, is this okay? What, you know, and if not, then, then you need to start looking at how you're living your life, looking at how you're, you are, um, reacting to things around you um and whether you're silent in you know wherever you go whether you how you yeah basically you know how you react to things and and that's uh you know being 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 real with yourself is um is is a tricky thing um but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if if you wanna, there's definitely you, you gotta become real. You gotta take a good hard look at yourself and in the mirror and just see what feel your emotions and acknowledge them and then take it from there. Um, you know, and and try and um, try and do do the things that feel right to you. Block out, um, you know, your, your environment your where you may be influenced um and where you may have been influenced in the past your family your friends you know uh being completely honest with how everything and everyone have affected you in the past and then you know trying to move on from that which is a huge task <laughs> but you know it, it, we, we i think we all have to do that right now mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's extremely difficult, too, because we're all coming from these different levels of commitment to ourselves and, and how much we're going to actually, you know, dive in and, and really look at ourselves and, and what do we need to do to align, right? And, uh, yeah, it's, and if you do have trouble getting real with yourself or, or doing any of those sort of modalities to, you know, check yourself, I mean, I think it's looking at how are you taking care of yourself in terms of your your rituals, what are you doing throughout the day? Uh, you know, are you, have you fallen off on your sleep again? Are you getting up later? Uh, you know, trying to make these small little shifts again, like we talked in the beginning of COVID, getting people aligned in the sense of, let's, let's like look at the, the forefront of how we're treating our bodies on a daily basis. And then again, you know, right, looking at the time that you're going to bed, how you're getting up, um, are you hydrating? Are you getting out in the sun? You know, it's like, it's, it's going back to the basics of, uh, aligning your body and mind that way, if you can, if you're struggling with actually understanding how to like, you know, properly meditate or do breath work or low impact movement. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think we're at a point where a lot of us maybe need to reevaluate how, what we're doing to ourselves throughout the day, because I'm sure a lot of us has fallen off our routine or like Morton says, amped it up. So there is a change in what we're doing on a daily basis that maybe if you can't, internally align you know align that way mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree with both and i think um 
for me, alignment, and we've talked about this before, it all comes back to like what's motivating for you and how can you show up. So um, what I love like in the 12-step world in AI, because I think it's useful, like we use, we create like a fearless and searching moral inventory, right? And like the whole other topic, but creating and from that, like I learn what my defects are as a human being, we all have them, but also what my assets are. And so from there, like I can use that to like be aligned with how do I want to show up in this world as a person? Mm -hmm. Um, And that to Morton's point, like that comes from getting really real and like legitimately taking an inventory of your life. And if you want to change something, you can only really do that by understanding and um so tangibly what that looks like uh just like using myself as an example there are so many ways to get involved and to help or to just show up and do service as a human with this particular thing that's happening in the world but with everything right like every every issue every social justice issue and i think we all have different defects and assets. And for me, like what really gets me going, how I, cause I said, I bought the books and I will read them or skim them, but like, I don't think that's in alignment with me. I'm not like a big, I don't really love to read. <laughs> so, but I do love food and I do love supporting and learning about food systems and people in them and wellness and healthcare and who's been included and who's not. And so for me today, I saw this person post about a charity where you can donate um, that supports all different minorities in the restaurant world. And for me, that like got me excited, you know, because I also have stake in that. And we all, and yes, we all need to do a lot, but I think really alignment means like finding something that lights you up too in a way that you can help and show up of service so that you're not just like I'm doing this thing because everyone says I should or I'm worried about what other people think of me so I'm going to donate to this random great place but you also don't feel that good about it like I feel good now that I found this guy I'm going to like buy a lot of his Mm t-shirts but when I bought a bunch of books I was like now you bought the books and you're that person who like bought stuff and you're not even good at it, you know, and that's not in alignment. That's not the, that's acting on my defect of like, I really care about what people think and that's not how I want to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's using myself in a really nitty gritty way, but I got to be honest about it. I think that too, being honest and asking like, how can I help? I don't know how to get started. Um, and, you know, leveling. Yeah. Well, another thing too, that I think is an important detail um, right now. So I noticed for me in the last few days, you know, which just also, you know, full disclosure aligned with PMS and everything else. So it's just not been right. My cell phone fell apart. My whole life just kind of fell apart for three days. Right. But so, but what I noticed is in order for me to then be able to contribute in alignment with who I am using my skill set and my interests and 
right? All of the, all my assets to be able to support everything that's going on right now. It requires, as Sydney started out saying, that I get out of self mode and into service mode. But in order for me to do that, I've got to first say, all right, am I okay? You know, <laughs> like, is, is Sam okay? And if the answer is no, then every effort, all action that I then move forward with from there is going to end as the last three days did with a broken cell phone, with a lot more frustration. I call that agita, which means like stomach problems in Italian, um, right? Because that's what happens when I start trying to use force and action from a place of totally screwed up and not wanting to actually look at that and just wanting to like bulldoze my way through anyway. So today it was like, oh, hmm, Sam. Well, you know, the thing is, you have a long list of things that you know you can do to change this, to, to feel better and actually to feel better pretty quickly. And the first thing that you need to do is feel better and then start to look at all the ways that you can contribute and use your assets to be of service. Because otherwise I'm going through the motions, but I'm also in a really negative headspace and I'm not gonna get the out, I'm not, let me stress, I'm not going to get the outcome that I want. And all of my effort is going to feel like it's further digging the hole that I then am going to be in by the end of the day, where all of that momentum, me you know, trying to use force to make something good happen from a negative place, which is just going to make things so much worse. Um, so really having to stop and say, all right, let's put things on pause, put the phone away, the computer away, turn off the TV. What do I need to do? Right. So one thing that if people don't know about it, I would suggest that you take a look. It's called EFT, emotional freedom technique. There's a couple other things called EFT, but this is good because it's something you can do at home. And all you have to do is go to YouTube or Google and just type in EFT and then whatever you're feeling frustrated about, like EFT, social justice, EFT, guilt, EFT, shame. And a video will pop up and all you have to do is follow along and do what they do. And at first it may seem super silly and weird. And you're like, this is so dumb. What am I doing? But, <laughs> but at the end of it, you feel tremendous relief, right? Like, because when we are carrying this, this excitatory energy and we may not want to slow down, like we may not want to go meditate during that. We may not be runners. So we may not want to go run. Um, but I think trying to release that is so important because that's part of the problem is we're all excited, but then there's no place for it to go. And so we just <gasps> stay in this like frozen place um, and, and it doesn't go away. It sits and it sits and it sits and it sits like right here, right? So, and then we're just trying again to like frantically take action to get out of it but it's getting worse and worse and worse. And we don't understand why. And then it feels like we, we start making things up like, Oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. The world is against me. You know, God hates me, whatever your thing is. Um, right. We go into victim mode because it does feel like we are a victim at that moment, but it's knowing that at any moment I can, you know, get up on the right side of the bed and correct that. But it is also my responsibility to correct that because if I don't, 
then again, I'm just going to keep efforting and it's just going to get worse. <laughs> and until something usually pretty big comes along, stop you in your tracks. And as Sydney pointed out, that's where a lot of the compulsive behavior will start. Mm-hmm. will get activated. So people will go into their old stuff that they might have, you know, the comfort eating or the, you know, compulsive gambling, whatever your thing is, right? Or calling an ex or running home to your family for comfort and making decisions that feel like they might bring you some level of comfort, but in actuality are just going to make the situation like bigger and worse and harder to get out of over time. (laughs) So that's a great point too, Sam. You know, I mean, like what you said before, it's like, it's the place that you're coming from in terms of your actions, right? So it's, it's making sure that you are in a positive place to make those right decisions, um, not only for yourself, but for whoever it is that you're, you know, uh, you're helping out. Uh, I wonder now if it's like the ramped up fear of the future unknown, like where, where we're all going to end up now, you know, what's going to be the outcome, or, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, but it is, it is truly important to make sure that you're coming from a positive place before you make any sort of uh, decision in, in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you'll know right away if it's a fear-based decision or if it was coming out of alignment. Like, even if you're not keyed into your thoughts at all, like, just mm-hmm. as Sam said, it'll be like, you can you make the decision the next moment you're like, the world is crashing or something. Like, you'll know it won't, it just won't feel good. And sometimes the right aligned decision feels incredibly uncomfortable when you're going to do it but then afterwards there's a sense of serenity um instead of more chaos and more like tightness Mm -hmm. yeah i've heard a lot of people say uh in the last couple of weeks um that this year is you know 2020 is going to go down in history as the worst year for our generation and and people are saying like you know, just bring it on. We're only in June. Just why not just load everything on into 2020 and then pick back up in 2021 and let's take it from there. But it's like, it's still, you know, it's a long six, six, seven months is a long wait. So um, I think action has to start now with you. Um, and like you said, Sam, taking responsibility for yourself and for your actions and how you feel is incredibly important right now. Um, because they, otherwise you will end up being a victim of everything that's going on. So, um, you know, d- don't, don't wait it out. This happened in the beginning of COVID, right? People were like, okay, let's take this as a holiday for two weeks and just do, you know, whatever we want to do, but then, you know, it, it kept going and it's still going and who knows how long it's going to go on for. And, you know, we can't, we can't put things off. We have to, if, if you want change, if you want to see change, you start with yourself and you start now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 
really well said, Warren. I think if you want to see change, you start with yourself and you start right now. And that's exactly right. And that doesn't necessarily mean going out and <laughs> getting every book you can find on the history of black men in America. But that's one option. You certainly can do that, right? Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, I think it does mean uh, making sure your health is, making sure your mental health is okay. Because again, you can go out and buy every book there is to buy on any topic. And if you're doing it from a place of panic and fear, not only are you not going to read it, it is going, you're, everything in your little microcosm is going to start to tank. And this is a time of great uncertainty where it's so easy to get scared. It's just so easy to get scared. And, and Warren, you said, right, who the hell knows what's coming next? Every time, you know, in the last three months, we think we know what's coming. Those of us that live in New York City, I heard yesterday that 70% of the city uh, rentals have vacated in the last three months. That's 70%, 7-0. There's a curfew that, you know, you have to be off the streets by 8 p.m. in New York City. Um, you know, and if so, if you're if you were, your plan was I'm going to spend 2020 living in New York City, you know, it's got pretty screwed up for you, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, and okay, well, where does that leave us? I don't know. How long is COVID going to go on for? I don't know. Oh, we're just starting phase one on the eighth in New York City, phase one of the return to work plan, which by the way, you know, we all know, right? Let's be obvious about this. It's totally gonna get screwed up because of all these protests. Who cares? I mean, it is what it is, right? I, okay, some things are worth being sick and bringing the, those numbers back up again, I guess, right? I, maybe that's, that's just the way it is right now. But yeah, nobody knows where any of this is going. Um, I saw that there was a little bit of a silver lining in terms of the um, job numbers that came out today. So that's good news. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just that there is a tremendous amount of real uncertainty. And as Sydney pointed out, when we feel that level of uncertainty, we start to act out. We start to try to find control wherever we have it. But that is coming from a place of panic. <gasps> you know, um, and it's, it's funny because we had talked for several weeks for probably the first, I don't know, eight weeks about this charged energy, like seeing it in, in people going outside and seeing people snapping at each other and <laughs> seeing a lot of anger in the air. And then of course, like it was almost predictable, you know, 11 weeks in, you have a, a bomb that goes off and now all of this anger has been channeled and grief and loss and it's all gone into this you know to, to rally around the death of george floyd what a wonderful cause and place to put all of our anger right um but there's no way i, I don't i don't know how you could possibly be living right now um at all with any type of awareness of anything that's going on no matter where you are in the world and not feel some level of chargedness. Um, so it's all very normal too to have a lot of intense emotion right now. I think that's part of the deal. Uh, and it doesn't have to spiral into catastrophic disaster and panic. It can be something that we learn and take responsibility for and learn to channel 
in a positive way so that it starts to maybe even work, God forbid, for us, right? <laughs> that all of this starts to work for us instead of um, against us in some way right now. And so, Sydney, you mentioned this, one of the benefits of 12 steps, we get to do an inventory. And in that inventory, we get to see some of the areas where we're challenged and get to start to change that. But we also get to see where our assets are and the things that we do really well. And so how do I leverage my assets right now? How do I use the things that I do really well and that I am passionate about to advance my situation? Because maybe that's what this really is too. Maybe this is a collective pause that we've all been given an opportunity that we've all been given to sort of say, hey, am I happy with this whole life that I built? Like, do I really want to be doing what I'm doing right now? Is there a way to uh, improve my circumstances? Is this the right partner for me? Is this the right career for me, right? Do I want to live in New York City right now? Big question mark. <laughs> Obviously, 70% of renters don't, um, right? So, but I, I think that's, what we've been given is a real opportunity and maybe that can be a huge blessing if we can get a step away from the fear and start to uh, calm ourselves down and you know see our way through it one step at a time turning this over to you guys now yeah i i i have over these last 12 weeks been able to um find comfort in the fact that things are so up in the air, I feel like it allows it, life to be a little more free and a new time to like get creative and dream up something really cool. Um, and the thought of going back to like the same olds is scary. Um, so, but it's taken a lot of time to get there. But I think that's the, that, that's kind of the gift we've been given that we've been given so much time to ourselves like nearly where are we three months uh coming into three months and you know that how long it takes if not longer um you know to realize that hey maybe this isn't for me um i've heard so many people say that uh friends you know cli uh, clients just that I don't think I want to do, go back to what I used to do. Um, even if it's my best friend is now going, um, going part time because he realized that he actually wants to spend more time on his, for him, on, on himself, which is incredible. I think that, and he didn't even realize that he had no idea. He actually wanted that time to himself, but you know, he's been given the gift of, you know, free time to figure it out and home time. And, um, it's amazing. So yeah, um, this is the time for change. And I think we've been given the opportunity and, uh, you know, and, and the help with, uh, you know, extra time to ourselves to, to really figure that out. Mm -hmm. If we, you know, if we take the time to look inwards and, mm -hmm. um, and dare to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right, you guys. Adam, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's easy right now in the immediate present that, um, you know, we'll just say fuck it all. Like, let, you know, 
That's it. I give up. I'm done. But it's really important to, to go back to the fact that, yes, this is an opportunity for all of us to investigate and, and realign and, and, uh, and figure out exactly what it is our calling may be now because I'm sure it's changed for a lot of us. And yeah, I mean, just again, make sure you're, you're when you're thinking about this, you're coming from a place of positivity and alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, you guys, thank you so much for this conversation. Um, so helpful, such a helpful discussion and such a heavy one, but I think also a really important one right now. This is the reality that we're all in and it is a very uncertain time and any way that we can start to help ourselves move out of it um, or to move through it and be the person that we really want to be and contribute in the way that we really want to contribute and walk in alignment, right? Um, In an honesty. I think another way to say alignment is to be honest about who we are and where we want to be and what we want to be doing and to be able to take steps in that direction. So so helpful to speak with you guys today we'll be back here next friday at 12 o'clock talking about immune health talking about this mind and body situation (laughs) and so thank you so much have a lovely lovely weekend you guys um be well and stay safe and um we'll see you next week